take two middle-aged men who happen to be cousins and share a common codependency on movies, put them in a room, and tell them to talk about anything film-related. The result? An existential exposition of cinematic synergy we call The Finleys on Film. Tom, we've talked to... Um, um, we've referenced your father a few times uh, on this show. Surely because have. Because he's, he's the original Finley. Yeah, that's right. But uh, We've talked about your dad more than, more than a couple of times, I think. Yeah. Well, this is the, the Father's Day um, episode, right? Yeah. The special Father's Day episode. And so I was thinking um, just so, now about, mm-hmm. is there anything you'd like to say? How would you describe your dad to the well, outside world in a way that we haven't so far? Before, before we go any further, I want to yeah. stop and go, you're a father, so happy Father's Day, Joe. Thanks. Happy so, Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Yeah. Um, my dad, yep. uh, what's, what's to say about Pops? He's a um, cool, uh, great guy. Um, I don't know. Let's show, what, what do you say about him? Is he, a great, is he the greatest father in the world? He's not like in the technical <laughs> sense. Probably not. <laughs> Let's be a sharp turn there. there. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know. <clears throat> um, Wait, what do you mean by that? What what, what makes him potentially not a, uh, the greatest father in the world? Well, I knew what pussy eating was uh, a long time before I had any idea what <laughs> that was for. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't always the most appropriate sort of language-wise and things, you know. Uh, what he you- found funny or interesting to talk about wasn't wasn't sort of your typical, you know, dad and a... Dad in a cardigan, sort of a uh, sort of a way, wasn't yeah. that kind of guy. Do you think that made him a, a lesser father in a way? Or? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Ultimately, I don't. I don't think that has a heck of a lot to do with it. But mm-hmm. but there is this. There is the the, the stereotype of, of of like a standard to be held to. And pops really wasn't kind of that guy. Well, there is always a thing with parents, right? That that like you um, you make a mistake by being too much a friend to your kids than yeah. uh, like a parental figure, right? And so like your dad, even as an uncle. Um, was yeah, yeah I mean, there was, was a full range of use of the bar, mm-hmm. anything you wanted to watch, yeah. anything you wanted to talk about. It was yeah. definitely a, a not land the disciplinarian. Of yeah, yeah. there's no. a certain amount of, to which my I know my mom resented him, and I think yeah, at least at least part of it had to do with the fact that we just I think we you know we go to his house on the weekend and come back in a wild fucking savage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, just for that. But, uh, but, but yeah, so. But he gave you a love of movies. Okay. And he gave you a love of, a, of, a lot um, of different music and, yeah. and, and culture Boxed in general. wine. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad, I think, yeah. likes occasionally to drink. Oh, yeah, He's occasionally. He's a man not opposed to wine. Bend, the bending of the, of the, the wrist, if you will. <laughs> yeah, the bending of the... the yeah. The bending of, of reality a little bit, maybe. Yeah. No, my father didn't drink at all. I mean, to say, I mm-hmm. think I've seen him drink a few times in life, and he was definitely one of those guys that was like, "Oh, it's a hot summer day, end of a day, you've worked mm-hmm. hard, you Let's deserve a them. shitty beer, like a single <laughs> shitty beer." Right. Um, well, that's the other thing too. My dad gave me a love of shitty beers. Like, you know, there's that <laughs> there's that beer that your dad drank that you like just because your dad drank it, and it's shitty beer. Like Olympia. Uh, yeah, Forever. mine Olympia. was so shitty. It was uh, my dad liked uh, Miller High Life. He thought that was great beer. That's, so that's hard. Yeah, so I actually turned away from it, mm. as I might have from him, actually, in, in a weird way, right? <laughs> so, yeah, my dad was also kind of weirdly inappropriate, but in a different way. Like, my dad treated me like an adult as a child, but mm-hmm. that that covered every aspect You're of right. being an adult, right. like being hard on you like an adult, mm-hmm. working you like an adult, but also right. like. 
Why wouldn't you just do whatever you wanted to do? I don't think your I don't think your I don't think your dad uh, cultivated an era an aura that nostalgia could thrive in necessarily. Wait, wait, wait. Say that one more time. I don't know. Like, like, like I'm a little nostalgic for my dad. Like when I was a young mm-hmm. person, I don't know if your dad has that had that quality. I don't know. Some some dudes, some don't. Yeah, well, my dad is meant was <clears throat> mentally ill. My dad died three years ago, but my right. dad's mentally ill. So um, yeah. actually, my nostalgia is n- for none of the time I was growing up because right. he was an insane person. Right. And he would show up insanely in your life in front of other people, too. But mm-hmm. um, when I was an adult, I really got to dig who he was because he was a, he was this weirdo. He had this weird history. You know, he grew up Mennonite, um, first generation. Your dad is a fascinating individual. Uh, sorry, second generation American yeah. in, um, in German. Hooker, Kansas. He grew mm-hmm. up and then – or Garden City, Kansas. And then ran away at some point to Berkeley, you know – in the high school years or something mm-hmm. and and became a beatnik and and tried to, his hand at writing and lived in New York and did all these sort of crazy wrote, wrote things some short, wrote some short stories <laughs> sold some stories and then yeah, yeah yeah he was sort of an interesting guy and so so later on I was able to sort of take some interest in, in what a weirdo he was and how much he loved literature which is something I have in common with him mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think we both had very unsteady um, hands guiding us yeah. from our fathers, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, but it's it's an interesting thing because I don't think, I think, you know, the older you get, we're both in our, our later 40s, mm-hmm. um, the less it matters, unless something terrible happened, and, and I want to <laughs> let people off the hook for, for terrible things that happened right. to them at the hands of their fathers, but unless something terrible happened, oftentimes you get a chance to sort of revisit these people who are deeply deeply flawed deeply to flawed. say the least right um but who actually are kind of interesting people yeah that is kind of a cool thing that's a great thing about your parents you do get to revisit with them yeah and have them be people instead of parents which yeah. you get to a certain age yeah, yeah for sure and and i think so so you know in the movies mm-hmm. the the relationship between um kids and their mothers particularly boys and their mothers it's a lot of play it gets a lot of play, and there's a lot of sort of you know Freudian stuff there, and so it's it's this obvious thing. But the interesting relationship between fathers and their kids, I think, is less played up, and and we want to look at every bit um, as interesting, perhaps. Yeah, we want to look at a couple of films yeah. today, and there were some great contenders, you know, um, just inside our our sightlines. Um, our, our, our guidelines, I'm sorry, for um, 1980 or, or before. Yeah. I forgot completely about the great Santini. Yes. Which could, maybe they'll make it next year. Yeah, I think, well, I, I think we got a couple more years of this. So I'm thinking, yeah. <laughs> keep some ammo in the chamber for that. Outside of <laughs> our our guidelines, um, 1996 is Shine. Did you ever see Shine with Jeffrey no, Rush? Oh, that's know. a fatherly film oh, if okay. you've ever seen one. All right. Um, but we started with um, 1957's Fear Strikes, Strikes Out. Out, right? Wow. Yep. Which is which is a classic. I got Anthony Perkins mm-hmm. and Carl Malden. Really Carl essentially Malden. those two. Yep. yep. Yeah. Professionally and, old Carl Malden. Yeah. <laughs> Might have been, I, think it was like, I think it was like four months older than Anthony Perkins or something. Who knows? I mean, you never know. Is, I mean, we uh, 51 was Streetcar Named Desire. So, so that's six years. And that's as young as gone I think he has ever looked in front of a camera during his in Streetcar. Yeah, maybe, oh, right? And he's still context. thin in this era, era but but yeah. his nose is, is, is like a steam shovel. It's catching up. Yeah. Okay. So so, so look, um, 
I, I it's a couple of things. Well, who's who's the okay? First, sorry. Okay, the, um, this is the Jimmy Pearsall story. Jimmy Pearsall. That's what I was looking for. Right. The Jimmy Pearsall story. So we're talking about um, outside of Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Waterbury. Is that Connecticut? Actually, I think it's Waterbury, Connecticut. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Waterbury, mm-hmm. Connecticut. Um, it's a very sort of like blue collar lifestyle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's clear that Carl Malden. It's a poor lifestyle. Let's go. Let's go poor on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. They're, they're feeling the want of money more than they're feeling like. Yeah, for sure. Like the noble poor. Yeah, they're not feeling that. So Carl Malden is it's 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 a classic sort of like um, Carl Malden has missed out on his dreams as a ball player. Right. Wanted He's to be a great wanted to be a great ball uh, baseball player. Never got a chance. Had a family. Had to got stuck playing family uh, factory leagues, which is an old thing that's I don't think is still around. No, um, and and so it's it's you know classically like push your kids your dreams onto your kids' story, right? Right. right? right. And mm-hmm. and and the consequences of that and push and push. Yeah, I guess. I mean, here's the thing about this film. Oh, there's a couple of things. I need to start here. Anthony, per- Anthony Perkins has several mm-hmm. qualities. His mm-hmm. eyes are too close together. Yep. He's got a creepy build. Mm-hmm. He's got... He's got um, a weird build, doesn't he? It just it looks awkward. Very, very strange. Yeah. Um, it, he's got um, a speech pattern that's mumbly, but somehow you can understand it. Mm-hmm. And as a result, he plays a great creep. I mean, to some degree, you can call him a creep in, in this, and we'll talk about why later. Um, he was in Psycho, famously, three years later. Right. Of course, Psycho 2. He played mm-hmm. the sort of bananas wannabe boyfriend of Diana Ross in a movie called Mahogany, which we should look at some point. Sure. Um, I've seen him in a movie with Ingrid Friendly. Bergman called um, Never Let Me Go, mm-hmm. in which he wasn't bananas, but he had the same speech pattern. And I guess Desire what I want to say Desire Under the is, Elms and uh, Desire Under the Elms, uh, Friendly Persuasion. Friendly pers- with, with the exception of Friendly Persuasion, 1956, Gary Cooper, right? Yep. Um, I don't think he's a good actor. Really? At all. I, I think he's just creepy and weird, and so he fits into this almost constant sort of role. Well, but okay, so in a sense, so in a sense, he's kind of like your golden age of uh, your golden age of, of sort of uh, studio actor, actor mm-hmm. as a kind of a, a person who's got a niche. He fulfills a niche, and he never got out of it. He he yeah. he he sort of specialized in it, and he, he became specialized, I think, during Fear Strikes Out. Okay. And people watched that and said, "Oh fuck, let's get this guy to play Norman Bates." So we have the man who is at minimum um, eccentric. Yeah, I that's, guess that's his specialty role. He's gonna play the he's gonna play the neurotic. I think you're right because I forgot to mention 1956s or is it 57s? The Tin Star with with Henry Fonda and then in Friendly Persuasion. You're right. He mm-hmm. so maybe it was just he was so deeply typecast after this, but I don't find him to be compelling almost at all. Even though I want to like him right. as a person. Um, yeah, I do too. Well, I, and I would say I kind of disagree with you. I, I would say um, in uh, I would say in Psycho certainly I think he is. Mm-hmm. Fabulous, and yeah, I kind of want to. I kind of is wanna, he fabulous? Though? He's really good in that. I mean, yeah. the, the the movie's fabulous, but he is, you know, mother, my, my, no, my, no, my my, my 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 mother, you know, like I mean, he's he oh, he brings some, yeah, he brings. I think he brings skills. Is that him. acting chops to you? I think I think it can be, and I think it was in this case, yeah. Oh, okay, <clears throat> well, I'm sorry, I disagree, and I'm right. Well, no, it's no, I just didn't. You just didn't give me an example. I mean. Mm-hmm. He just. Uh, well, I mean, he give me an example of somebody acting well. Okay, he was in this movie. Like, what am I supposed? You know, what, what are you supposed to do? I mean, uh, that's fair. Sorry, that's. I found that a certain, a certain, certainly a bit nuanced. I thought that was a pretty decent nuance to throw in there. But in any event, like, I so think this guy plays the, the this guy part plays of the, psycho. This guy just plays this neurotic. Uh, yeah. he, he he plays a he's, he's a specialty neurotic. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my take. on it. Well, okay, so I will tell you this. Yeah. One thing I figured one thing I found out today cuz uh, is uh waking up and the first thing you do is watch Fear Strikes Out. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a tough road to hoe. This is an evening watch. <laughs> 
Why? Why do you, why do you think? Because it was rough. It was like, it's kind of fucked. It's kind of feels like it's kind of fucked up my day a little bit. Well, I don't think it's a very good movie. I mean, it's it's um it, it I've I've never seen it before. I've always uh, wanted to see it. Really? Um, it it I've seen trailers where it promises some sort of like menace, mm-hmm. and there's zero menace in here. Even the father. Menace, really? Well, you you expect um Carl Malden to be this like raging asshole father, and it's like he wasn't. No, no, he, he's, he's just a pushy. He's just he's a just really a pushy, pushy asshole. Yeah. <laughs> he's just kind of pushy. Well, kind of a lot of pushy. I'm going to go that way. But well, I mean, I know people who've been pushed more in sports than than yeah. this guy was. I mean, it just mm-hmm. doesn't seem very. I feel like they I, were they were holding something back. I think I think I I, I think this movie I, I like to I want to like it more than I actually do myself. Yeah. I have to say. Mm-hmm. And the other thing too is I think it was an interesting sort of. Um, it was like one of the first of of a series of kind of movies coming out of Hollywood that were. Um, Sort of paying attention to mental illness. I just, it's you know that they were trying to take a nuanced approach to mental illness. Yeah, perhaps. I mean, and this was one of them. Like David and Lisa, I think is maybe the best one I've ever seen along those lines. But there are there are a couple like this, and, and then some before this. You know, now Voyager also would count in this category. But the three, uh, not the three faces of you, all about Eve. Right. Um, yeah, I guess you're right about that. I mean, it's it, it's tough for Hollywood at the time because you're still living in an era where to, to what see, you a, a, see a therapist. Yeah, don't you have any friends or right. what are you cuckoo That's or what something? Families for yeah, I guess so. Go see a priest. And and there was an actor and I don't know his name, but he's he plays one of the sort of like the henchmen in um, in North by Northwest. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And he played the psychologist. He's the one part I he's the most, he's the thing I dislike the most. In this movie, yeah, say. I mean that's he's the thing. so he's obnoxiously reasonable. And, He's and too kind cool of a tone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I agree with all of that. So it's sort of like you know, the first half of the film, I'm not. You're not seeing the sort of like um, Anthony Perkins go nuts character. Right. And so by the time you get it, it's not well acted to me. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 writing around yeah. his his sort of therapy is is um, is you know pedestrian. Yeah. And it's Carl really- Malden's the strongest part. I think. Okay, yeah, I'll go, I'll go with you. I, I, I would say though, the other thing too is like, okay, we need you to act crazy, sweat, like that, <laughs> sweat and shake in a corner. Yeah, that he kind of did a lot of that. I'll grant you that. Yeah, his yeah. depiction of mental illness was uh, kind of weird, particularly when when you when you realize like Pearsall, even though he did have a nervous breakdown, mm-hmm. apparently he was actually bipolar. Mm-hmm. Like the like the like, actual the actual person is based on is was bipolar, which is a little much much more nuanced than anything they showed in this movie. Right, and also I guess it was something you'd be pushed. Like I'm sorry, Malden's pushy um, behavior or the father's pushy behavior would would um, you know instigate something, but you are already bipolar. Right. Yeah. This yeah. this film sort of indicates that somebody was that he made was driven crazy mad by, by his their father. father. Yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 right, right. <laughs> yeah. There's a great film. Uh, an interesting. I'm sure his document. dad was a dick along the line, but I don't think that. I don't think he caused bipolar. No. Yeah. Yeah, there's an interesting documentary on Netflix, and I forget the name of it, but it's a, it's about um, pushy sports parents. Really, and it is mm. absurd. To there's some yeah, the degree to which they they push their kids. I mean, these kids want to kill them or or commit suicide. Right, right, right. Menendez brothers. Exactly. Nice. Um, so look, I mean, it, it's it's well paced. It's adequate. Um, it's it, kind of boring. It's what's that? It's kind of boring. It is kind of a boring film, kind of boring. especially for what it promises. Yeah, the baseball scenes are kind of cool. I like the I like kind of the inside scoop on baseball and the, and the way they played with that. That was good. I thought the baseball was fun. It was what, interesting. What's, what are some of the inside scoop things? Well, I mean, like just like you know, just like him working on the mechanics of how to slide and things like that. They, oh. took, they took some time, did a little bit of research on that. I think that was kind of cool. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll buy it. Mm-hmm. I'm always a little forgiving of movies at that time with the stock footage too. 
Yeah, right, of course. Of course. <laughs> they turned to Fenway Park. Yeah, I'm pretty awful. sure that wasn't actually Anthony Perkins, uh, you know, yeah. knocking it out of the park like that, yeah. All right, so I think our, our approval is tepid of this film, if it's that. Not a, it's not a movie I hate. It's yeah. not necessarily a it, it, if If somebody came to me looking for, like, something, that, you know, like a category of movie that this would fit in, I would recommend this movie. Yeah. You're not looking for a movie about crazies and that's black and white. Okay, let's go for this. Yeah, I'll buy it. Maybe. All right. For the crazies. Happy Father's Day. I mean, I would say if you're going to sit down and watch a film with Dear Old Dad, nah. This is the, watch well, our we, next we, film. We picked the... We <laughs> It's not like we picked our, our movies based on any sarcastic qualifi- qualifications here at all. Yep. All Good right. fathers. I know. Well, the Omen was, was a, was a short, <laughs> shortly missed out on it. All right. So it's time for um, one of our letters. Oh, uh, yeah. Finley's on Film Letters. We got Read a, me the letter. Another email. Tommy loves his Finley's on Film emails. This awesome. is from Terry Schwain of Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> Hello, Terry. Hi, Terry. Dear Finley's on Film, you guys are weird, but I love the show! Exclamation mark. My favorite, incidentally, is the episode you all recorded. Uh, for Patty Chayeski. In fact, I'd love to hear you do more shows about writers. No. Here's a couple oh. of questions for you, just because you asked. I'd be thrilled to yeah, hear my I name on your like show. You. I like to please our audience. I like to keep them happy. Yeah, They've heard you, Tom. You don't I, like to please them. But I'd also be happy to take your answers in email form. Number one, the three questions coming to you. Here you go, right. Tommy. Would you ever consider doing an episode individually? I mean to say that if one of you was unavailable for a while, would you just wait or would you do a show by yourself until the other returns? Go, Tom. Well, I think if uh, you know if if that that bloated cancerous mass in Joe's stomach ever sort of catches up with them and wipes you them off, you can see a I visual of the two of us and note the fucking irony in uh, Tom pointing to a bloated stomach. Go ahead, Tom. No, no, the bloated mass cancerous mass growing in there that takes you out eventually, and then I have to yeah. go on without you. I'll be the one I who dies that. first. That's for sure. Yes, <laughs> I think at this rate, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, yes, I, well, no. Um, I mean, I could see. I, told, I, I have plans for wow. other podcasts on my own, but n- n- not moving on. That's certainly reminding me of a great you know. Anthony Perkins, by the way. That would be serious. Yeah, that would be silly. Um, no, I mean, I, I could see us doing it if if uh, if one of us was traveling and and uh, we had an opportunity to talk to somebody interesting. I wouldn't forego speaking to somebody interesting because you weren't there, Tom. And I hope you wouldn't do the same either. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll All see right. where this comes out. Number two, are there any <clears throat> classic stars or directors either of you absolutely hate so much? You wouldn't want to do an episode on them. Hmm. Shit. Jesus. Classic stars that I hate. Oh, whoa. No, I, by definition, I don't know those movies. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know that I could. No, not really. You know, that I hate. I don't like mu- most musicals. I'm not yeah. a fan of most musicals. You're not going to see a lot of musicals in this. Yeah. Yeah, Finley's. There's, there's no one I. I um, I um, hate that much. There are genres or ideas that I sort of cringe at, but what I've learned in this show is that some of the sometimes those make the, the yeah. best episodes, yeah, the most interesting. Like, like for instance, I would not at all like to do anything with like Jackie Chan's early work. <laughs> that sounds like uh, a nightmare uh, to right. me. But, but 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 that being the case, I think you make a really good point. Like things that we hate are also kind of those are those are fascinating too. I don't, I don't yeah. mind doing an episode yeah, yeah. about something I dislike. Yeah. We've already done those. Oh yeah. Um. So and with someone we dislike. Oh well, fuck well, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right. Just so number three, fucking beanie in ninety degree heat. You do. Uh, neither you, not, number three. Neither of you is named Finley. So where does the Finley in quote unquote Finley's on film come from? Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Terry. <laughs> We're never going to tell Sherry. That. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that's the one thing that we've um, committed to never revealing. Yes. So it, that was now pointless. I, well, yeah, so, well, now here's the thing: would it be interesting? No, because we can't do it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like maybe put on like a, like a, we give a prize to somebody if they can guess where the fuck we came up with Finley's on film. Yeah. Um, but then we'd have to admit that somebody was right, and then that 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 all goes away. At that I point. guess so. Yeah. No. So, sorry, folks. Sorry, guys. Yeah. No, that's the that's our that's our one rule. That's, sorry, the four of that's you. That's the rule you're gonna have to break. No, that's not where I'm gonna break it. We turn now to. 1973 oh. and Peter Bogdanovich's Paper, paper moon. moon. This is actually the first. It's only a paper moon. This is actually the first movie I've ever I ever saw. Really, I saw it at the, at the drive-in in oh. 1974. Nice, yeah. okay, drive-in action. Yeah, <clears throat> shit. All right, I'm not trying to brag or anything, but good. Don't do that. Yeah, Bogdanovich. I mean, like he he had come off of two years earlier, um, the Last Picture Show, mm. um, a master of like 1970s black and white um, midwestern, um, very interesting cinematography. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, in this one, we're looking at a, a father daughter team um, as characters, but also in real life. So we're talking about right. um, Tatum O'Neill. Well, there's the thing in the movie. Well, now let me ask you this: there's this, there's this doubt as to whether in the movie, you know, the characters are supposed to be father daughter. And you think you think you think he really is her father? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt on that. I mean, there's doubt from him. He mm. denies it at first, but I don't think there's any doubt as time, as time goes on. Mm. That, I mean, it's kind of the point of the film is is that um, it demonstrates how they're from the same tree. Mm. All right, all right, okay. I, sure. I, well, I don't know how you deny that, but but let's tell the story first. So, you, so we have Tatum O'Neill and Ryan O'Neill and Ryan O'Neill, who's pops. Yeah, two people who turn out to be real pieces of shit later on in life. By the way, <laughs> and Tatum, Tatum O'Neill, the owner of one of my first, one of my, uh, one of my first uh, boner sessions. Little darlings. Yeah, god damn it. Uh, yeah, yeah, she was good. so cute. Yeah. Her and Christy McNichols. Christy McNichols. Yeah, those were good times. That was about the time of like meatballs. Yeah, Bill meat, Murray would yep. come out, and yep. those are good years. Yep, good. Yes. Remember Joysticks? That's what. Oh, oh my God, what a terrible movie! That's awful, but it's just all sort of part of the same sort of like you yes. know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, adolescent male fantasy yeah. uh, films. Anyway, this is before that because that's the late seventies. We're talking nineteen seventy three, and the premise is. That Tatum O'Neill's mother passes ha- away, has died, and she and was kind of a she was a, she was what they call the round heels back in the day. A little she got a little, around like the like the like maybe like the city drunk whore, a real whore, yeah, real whore. And we we it opens at her funeral, right. and um, a car pulls up, and it's an old admirer of her. It basically meant someone who used to give her the old a deep dickin twenty two skidoo style in the twenties there. <laughs> Sweet mother of fucking God. I never want to have sex again. Ugh. Was that an option? Ah. So, um, yeah, there's always your mouth. As an admirer, and it's, uh, she thinks immediately, this must be my, my father. father. Right, right, right. right? And mm-hmm. so she, well, how would you say that the adventure gets going? I mean, she, he basically. Well, she basically observes him being, uh, well, okay, so. Yeah. All right. Okay. So the the adventure is she needs to be gotten to her aunt uh, to her aunt's and place, Saint Joe, Missouri. Saint Joe, Missouri. And there's no, the nobody in the neighborhood there has a has a car or the desire to drive her that far. Mm-hmm. This guy is a traveling salesman. So why not give this complete fucking stranger a, a young child well, to take? I think one of the motivations is that they give him money to take her, and then he just takes some of the money yeah. and to put her on a train, and she's immediately like, "Well, that's it." She she observes him being a, a cad. A con man. Yeah, a con man. He's basically, he's essentially a con man, yeah. And she stands her ground, and she doesn't con him back, but she, she's rough and dumble. This is what I'm saying. Like, from the get-go, mm-hmm. you understand that while he denies his parentage, 
It's clear well, that they're I'm, of the I'm, same. I don't know. I think they're. I think they are. But I mean, that's you know the whole nature nurture thing. I think she's she's just a tough little chick who knows who's smart. Nurtured from where though? That's the point. Well, that's. What's I that? mean, her mother wasn't a con man. No, but she grew up and she grew up with her mama whore, and so she yeah. she just got tough or die. You got a tough or die. So I think that that's where I'm coming from. And the fact that they turn out to be so alike, yeah. makes them a de facto mother, a, a daughter. Yeah, a, I mean, father daughter. Ultimately, that. that's yeah. what matters, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not, yeah. not that they're genetic. I don't think it matters at all. Yeah, whether or not they are physically fa- a father daughter, it's that yeah. they ultimately be, are. I mean, so really, it's a road story, right? It's a yeah. story of how they go about conning it's a, people. It's a road story. It's a buddy comedy. It's got a lot of cool little elements going on. I remember on. watching this uh, later on mm-hmm. um, and, and thinking, like, I really want to get these cons down because they were so, like, clever. These, the, these cons the, the, that they pulled on Some people. of them look like they would still fucking work. I think Absolutely. the Bible thing might work today. Yeah, yeah. Or the change, the $5 change uh, oh, gag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, really yeah. interesting. But it, it takes them through, mm-hmm. you know, several this states is, in the 19. 20s depression during, era, serious depression era. Yeah, so. and so we're still talking about prohibition. Yeah, I guess it's like 1930s and yeah, um, prohibition mm-hmm. and and you know them working working the country essentially yeah. and getting closer as a result and her accidentally more or less getting closer. Well, and but but you know yes, but also her feeling having greater feelings for him, like her letting her guard down because her yeah. guard hasn't been up as long. She's right. eight years old or something, right? right. And so, you know, there's wonderful scenes of them traveling around and she's got her little wife beater on as a six-year-old. I remember watching this in the, in the being shocked when I saw it in, in the, uh, oh, the drive-in. Uh-huh. And she's, she's smoking a cigarette, listening mm-hmm. to, Jack, to Jack Benny. Um, and he's going out and visiting new whores and new towns. Yep. And, and, um, but, they're, but they're bonding. Um, but he, he's, he's been around, right? So he doesn't feel like this is ever going to last. This right. is a temporary trip. Right. And all these great sort of moments. And by the way, enters somewhere. But she also becomes key to his stuff. Like she also comes up with new yeah, cons she and things does. like that to help him out. Like she's, she's, she becomes an integral part of his work. Well, that's how, that's how he gets closer to her. <clears throat> right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But course. at some point it's like, if he does leave her, mm-hmm. it's going to be a real betrayal. Yeah. Right. Yeah, of so he, she, she has everything to lose and he thinks he has really yeah, nothing no. to lose. But right. it turns out of course he does because he grows Because Madeline Kahn is no well, no replacement for Tatum O'Neill. Madeline Kahn, who in the nineteen seventies was the greatest it. guest star, like, you know, co you know, yeah. supporting actress in all fucking films. If you wanted you needed a female to be a comedian in a movie, this oh, was the woman she to call was on. Great in God this. As Young good as she is in Young Frankenstein yeah. and and what's the other one? The uh Oh um, Blazing Saddles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so she's there, um, you know, with her um, sort of like helper maid, a young yeah, African American girl. Girl, yep. Um, it's just it's just the cons are brilliant. The mm-hmm. the pacing is brilliant. The dialogue, the relationship between all of them is brilliant. Um, uh, a, a great sort of um, small role by um, uh, I think it's Jonathan Heller, who's who's the. Uh, um, he played Higgins on Magnum Oh, no, P.I. I was, was going to bring him up specifically. Yeah, that yeah. was freaking amazing. He's yeah. awesome. He's, he plays a sheriff who, 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 who catches wise. Yeah, and tries to uh, tries to bring down uh, tries to bring down uh, Ryan and and uh, while we're at it, one of the uh, who the fuck, Randy Quaid, Randy Quaid, who Randy the year Quaid. before had been in What's Up Doc with with mm-hmm. Ryan O'Neill. Yeah, plays now he's in there playing a playing a hillbilly in, in the yeah. tradition in the best Randy Quaid sense of the word. Yeah, and so it's a movie that is you know extraordinarily funny and sharp and biting and also mm-hmm. sentimental as hell. I mean, the relationship between them is amazing. Yeah, beautiful cinematography. Yeah, yeah. I mean. What the, and it's funny. It's genuine. This a is funny, a genuine. This is genuine. Movie, yeah. This movie has really genuinely funny moments. I, it's, 
a great goddamn and, movie. Uh, now, and I, keep, and I, I forget how much I like this movie between bouts of watching it. Because I watch it like once a decade or something like that. Yeah. I've seen it maybe three times, and it's just such a goddamn good movie. How would you characterize... Who's a better father, <laughs> Carl Malden or Ryan O'Neill? Ooh. It's Ryan a tough one. Ryan O'Neill. Well, Carl Malden keeps you on the straight and narrow. It gives you well, goals. He's going to give you a future. <laughs> he's definitely going to give you a future. He's going he's to he's terrorize a future into you for sure. Okay. That's about, I still like uh, Ryan O'Neill because look, <laughs> look what's... All right, who's a better father? Become of Ryan O'Neill or your father? And then we have to compare my father with Carl Malden. Yeah. My <laughs> father or Ryan O'Neill. Oh, I'm going to go with my dad. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go Carl Malden. You lived in the same place for 45 years. It's the opposite of yeah. Brian O'Neill's character there. Okay. Oh, a tumbling man. A rolling stone. So we highly recommend this film. We would love it if you send us more emails. Oh, please, like Good please. old Perry Schwain oh, from yeah. Memphis, Tennessee. And unlike Joe, I will be nice in them. In okay. Um, we would love it if you would become a Patreon subscriber at the $5 per month or greater level. If you do that, you will get access to two new monthly episodes, plus access to the uh, Patreon-only archives. Yep. Am I keeping you awake, Tom? Mm, yeah, barely. And if you uh, rate and review us on iTunes, we'd be super happy. Now, Tom, I understand you have some things going on. I got a uh, website if you want to come check it out. It's uh, tomsmithcomedy.com. Mm-hmm. Go, go check it out and see where I'm playing, Fresno. Yeah. Happy uh, Father's Day to all the fathers out there. Yeah, absolutely. Happy Father's Day, kids. And to all the fatherless people, well, I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do about it. Meh, time, death. What are you going to do?